Thank you. Crashing you into Mr. Wayne. No, please don't. Um... I need you here now, Barry. So you're saying you could travel back in time? But Bruce, I can fix things. I can save people. I can save my mom. I can save your parents. You can also destroy everything. I love you, Mom. I love you, too. So how was it this week? How's school? School was good. Oh, shit. This is mad trippy. Dude, this is catastrophic. This world must die. No! I'm not gonna lose there again. It's not Clark. My name is Kara. I will help you. Interesting group. Want some help? Wait, he's Batman? You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh, this rips! We're in uncharted territory. Batman, what do we do? We try not to die. Are you ready? Ready. Let's go. You have fancy friends. Yo, it was an Uber. Holy exec. Hey guys, welcome back to an all new issue of Comics Unchained. I'm your host, Sergio Sanchez, and joining me. Uh, it's MJ here on this new microphone that I got, so <laughs> this is our test run for it. Test run, so we'll see how uh, our audio is turning out on this episode. And Yeah, let's go. Uh, diving right into it. So in this issue, this is actually a split issue from our uh, our regular programming, because today we're going to be talking about The Flash, because me and MJ just finished watching that, and let me tell you, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I didn't. Uh, I didn't jump out of my seat, like Spider Verse. Like Spider Verse, uh, uh, yeah, across Spider Verse. <laughs> no, no, no. There was one part you jumped out of your seat. Oh, we'll there, get to that later. there, there were some good scenes. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There were some some great scenes actually. Uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't Spider Verse. It yeah. it was not Spider Verse. Uh, Spider Verse again. To elaborate, was the most fun I've had this year at a movie. Yeah. Again, we're not we're what like <laughs> six months into the year. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, but I really did enjoy that movie. Uh, but Flash, yeah. yeah. We're here to talk about that, and uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, or you're not going to see it, and you're kind of just like, eh, I might see it, I might not see it, well, you know, go switch to our next episode, which is going to be our Father's Day episode. We'll be recording on the same day, Bam. right after this one. But switch to that if you don't want to have spoilers, because uh, right ahead... This is going to be, like, this is not a spoiler-free zone, yeah. <laughs> so we are going to rip into the Flash, so let's get to it. So, um, you're, you know what, since I started last time on Across Spider-Verse, okay. is your turn. What were your, 
let's say, what were your thoughts going into the movie first? When the whole movie and all that started, I'm not going to lie. Uh, not exactly how I pictured it would start out. Like, <laughs> I did enjoy the fact that it focused entirely in the beginning on Barry Allen's need for caloric intake. I thought that uh-huh. was well done. Because the only other time I really saw that was in the Flash TV show on yeah. the first season. But well, uh, yeah. I, I liked it. That and, you know, I'm the type of dude that I like watching food videos and shit, obviously. <laughs> so, like, him having a specific sandwich in the morning and then he's irritated because he's like, fuck, I got to save the day. But if I don't eat, I can't do shit. Right. And I was kind of curious, like, at that because I wanted to see what happened. Yeah. If he didn't. And I think they did kind of show it. Like, I think time was speeding up. Like when he was saving anybody, and then all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, he looks down at like the little calorie intake thing, and it says critical. Yeah, wasn't everything starting to move faster? And then after he like goes to the vending machine, and a fucking hilarious part where it looks like he's <laughs> gonna save a bunch of babies, and then he goes straight to the vending machine. Yeah, uh, but it did show right that like time was like going faster because it showed like the bear rip, and then everything started to come out of the bear. Like so, it was yeah. moving a little bit faster. It wasn't like. The Justice League. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really care for the Justice League take on the Speed Force. But okay. uh, I like the fact that this one actually takes on the Yellow Lightning. Like, I had no problem with Blue Lightning and all that. But well, we figured that part out. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, because I, like I told you in, in when we were sitting there in the theater, you were like, why is it blue and why is it red when he has costume on? So the costume, just like in the TV show, yeah, um, is meant to absorb some of the friction. Oh, okay. So, like, like oh, okay. that's why he told the other uh, other Barry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, when, spoilers, uh, <laughs> when you start running real fast, you need to find a way to displace the energy or you're going to explode. Yeah. So, the way I took it away from it was when he's out of costume and he uses his powers, he knows not to, like, overexert himself. Um, our Barry, like, you know, present Barry. Yeah. Knows not to exert himself because, like, then he has to displace his energy. It has to go somewhere. Uh, the costume disperses it, and that's why I think like you have the yellow lightning, and then you have the blue lightning. So blue lightning is when he's um, then he have black lightning. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. yeah. <laughs> as in like he's taking have, it easy. Yeah, so it's like the the suit just disperses the energy, so he doesn't have to. Yeah, that's the difference between it. So when you were saying that, I just yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah, and uh, I did notice that when like how he keeps that little watch. So he has a watch on his wrist that also ties into his suit. It's like it's weird because it's kind of like a battery. Like we know the flash runs on fuel and all that because <laughs> it's food, but uh, it, it gives him that critical warning that if he doesn't get enough calories, that he'll start to basically pass out. Yeah, that's what we were. Yeah, but um, I like the fact that. When he's at a decent enough energy, everything around him slow motion when he's going super fast. Yeah. But then when his when his calories start going down, uh, you can tell that everything starts to speed back up and he's resorting back to normal speed. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, so, so you're right. I, so we were both right. Like yeah. at that scene, that is what was happening. So it's very interesting how they took the speed force. But the movie <laughs> – so right away – we get introduced to, like, you know, we get to see Ben Affleck again. You know who really caught me off guard? What? was Gal Gadot showing up as fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, that's the second DC movie that she showed up in this year, but I f- it sucks because we, we all know it's not going anywhere. Right. Like, that's done. We know that for a yeah. fact because DC made 
terrible decisions, and now James Gunn came in and he's like, "Yeah, we're not doing Wonder Woman three And then the box office bomb that was Wonder Woman uh, eighty four. Eighty four. God, I hate that year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the year I was born. <laughs> uh, no, but that movie was just terrible. Like, I mean, it just sucks that like that's where Pedro Pascal was in that. Yeah. And it like he did a great job, and so did Gal Gadot in that film. I think all the actors did a really good job that were in that movie. The story but and the, the writing s- itself was killed the fucked movie. it up. Yeah, killed the movie definitely. Because um, yeah. I think it just didn't know where it was going as a whole. So seeing her in the Flash, I was like, I mean, I tapped you on the shoulder. I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, did you know she was in this? And you're like. I didn't know she was going to be in this. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. Uh, there might have been some people that were like, "Well, duh, she was going to be in it because you know this was filmed a while back before that news had broke, and like then we got all the movie delays because Ezra Miller's a piece of shit." Um, <laughs> so maybe some people knew. I didn't, so I was a little bit taken back by it. But we, yeah. do, like you said, yeah, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, it's um, going to be interesting though. And it sucked because okay, like I have a lot of Hollywood crushes, but Gal Gadot, she, dude, she is. So fucking beautiful. Well, what I think is really funny is like spoilers for Fast X. If you haven't seen it, yeah, <laughs> is she alive? She's alive. <laughs> I fucking knew it, no, dude. Fast X, the Fast and Furious series might as well be just another superhero thing because nobody ever stays dead. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, she comes back. I, I don't know how. But, I mean, I guess when she was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be Wonder Woman anymore, so I may as well go back to my other franchise. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> did, so in the other Fast and Furious movie, did nobody just bother to check the runway when she died? Uh, that's what I assume. I have no idea. Okay, but. Han, I get how he could fucking disappear, but it's an open fucking space. How did nobody see her not disappear? Yeah, so it's just very interesting how... Oh, uh, anyway, so with her, with her showing up, that was really interesting. I liked how they played up the whole... Like, hey, you know, Bruce is Barry's, like, best friend because he's the only one that he can talk to about being a superhero as, like, you know, Arthur's usually underwater doing his own fucking thing. Wonder Woman is the one consistent character who's, like, coming or always going. Like, she kind of does whatever she wants. Superman is either involved with Lois or he's just, call me in the major shit. Yeah. Like, and they do bring up that stuff, like... You know, Alfred's like, yeah, I called you because, you know, like, Wonder Woman's doing something here, and Superman's over here doing this. And then it cuts to Superman, which, I mean, it sucks that we didn't get to see Henry Cavill. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's elaborated that it's him. Yeah, I mean, they still made nods to him, especially yeah. when they did the whole Speed Force going back in time. And we'll get to that. But yeah. at that scene, I, I love that we got Jeremy Irons back. Too as Alfred because I love his Alfred. Oh yeah, I really did. Excellent. Like I thought, I didn't think you could top Michael Caine. Yeah, as Alfred, and then Jeremy Irons. I'm like, okay, this 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 did a really good job. He did a really good job. Yeah, because like Michael Caine, he was helpful as Alfred. Uh, he was helpful as Alfred in the Dark Knight movies. But yeah. you feel uh, what's the other guy's name? The new one, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I feel he's more like deeply involved. It's like. Alfred, because like how yeah. Alfred actually knows how to yeah, do definitely. shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think everybody that played the role, but then we get into you know Barry time traveling, and Bruce even tells him this bad fucking idea. Yeah, always. <laughs> and it's the one constant like I've always I've always hated about like, and, and I've said it before. I think we've said it before. Like why I don't read a lot of the Flash books, and I believe the TV show. I believe the TV show suffered it because I only watched like the first three seasons of the flash i got up to like and then season i fell six. out of it 
I need to finish it because I heard it re- ended really well. But like, yeah. it's again like every season was himself fucking up or another speedster facing him, and it just got repetitive. It's like okay, yeah. like every now and again they threw in like a villain, you know. It's it basically the same problem. For him, just revamped in a different way. Right, and every now and again they throw in like a different villain. Yeah, but like for the most fucking part, it was always like a Speed Force character. Yeah, uh, and it just got really repetitive. Yeah, I do got to say I was not that big of a fan of uh, what season three Savitar. I wasn't a big fan oh, of yeah, Evil yeah. Barry. Uh, yeah, I think that was like four. Or yeah, like uh, it, if it, it felt like a lazy getaway. Yeah. I um I didn't I don't know but I like I said excuse me uh, like I said um, I I didn't watch too much of the show but that's what yeah. drives me insane about Flash and that's what like I was kind of cool with this movie because we did get like I guess Warner Brothers version yeah of Flashpoint Paradox and I'm just like damn like this is it was okay but if you really wanted to like just just go watch the animated film. It's so much better. It's, or yeah. or do yourself a favor and just go read the comic. Yeah, even better. But um, it, it sucks because <clears throat> anybody who's a fan of The Flash yeah. knows who killed his mom. And it sucks that they didn't bother, like, it wasn't a direct reference on who right. that villain is. And that's like, the weird fucking thing, right? Is yeah. They still didn't elaborate on that. Yeah, they kind of just glanced over it right. to focus like, on like going in the He shows up downstairs... And you just see her with a knife in her stomach. Yeah. What the fuck? Like... Yeah, like, us, we know, like, okay, that was reverse flash. Spoilers, if you had no idea. <laughs> if you didn't know that, yeah. This God is the wrong it. podcast for you. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if you're a fan of the Flash, yeah, the, the comics, fuck? like, you know who that is. That's his biggest bad, the most pettiest fucking villain ever. Oh, he really fucking is, dude. Like, but, uh, I mean, when they... Uh, go ahead. No, it's just, uh... <laughs> I fucking hate. I, I wanted. Th- I wanted them to reference him because he's the reason the Flash started his journey to become the Flash, and we didn't get that. We got right. well. We got yeah. all the time travel we wanted. We got that, but yeah. we didn't get basically so, his greatest villain. So we, yeah, like it just didn't make any sense. Like who stabbed his mom? Yeah, he didn't want to find that out. That just doesn't like. That is like a huge plot hole to me because yeah. I'm like. He's like, okay, I just want to save my mom. But he never thought, like, who did it? Like, okay, I can see through time. Because, like, the whole part where he can peer his head through. And he's yeah. seen these, like, t- like he's seen through time without touching it. So, like, that's pretty interesting. Like, he can still travel time. But as long as he comes out and he peeks his head through, <laughs> he can look through time without fucking it up. It's when he, like, like Bruce said, step on a blade of grass, you know. You can fuck everything up. Yeah, take a you know, take some tomatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a heads up. This had a lot of time travel and I love time travel. I, I, I broke I broke down like halfway through the movie. I fucking love time travel though because I think it's so fucking amazing. I like the idea of it. It just me, so, I need shit to make sense and when I try to piece shit to make sense, I get lost and confused. Okay. And I'm like fuck <laughs> So that's the thing that okay, so we both agree that like by not showing like Thon or Reverse Flash, you want to be a dick about it. Yeah. To a lesser extent, Zoom, if you want to be a real asshole about it, uh, <laughs> he has like yeah. three different fucking names, dude, and they can never like they're like they call him Zoom, they call him Thon, 
and then Flash uses like his real name. Yeah. Uh, or people just call him Reverse Flash. Like he has three different fucking names. It's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Did, yeah. All and, the time. And like everybody but, knows who he is because like super petty hates hates everything because he knows that the Flash is greater than him. But did you ever see that video where somebody re-edited the Flashpoint? No. Okay, they re-edited the animated part of the Flashpoint, and it was pretty much somebody talking over Verse Flash saying that uh, he jerked off Barry Allen so he would come <laughs> at Jesus. the touch of a woman's touch. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm sending you that video because it's yeah. funny because it's stupid, but I'm also thinking... He would probably do that. He's that fucking petty. No, he, like, he really is. But uh, anyway, back on track here. I think them not showing that, I don't know what they're waiting for. Like if we're getting a sequel, if we're getting more into the backstory of that. But depending on how this performs, then we'll see. And with James Gunn opening in the universe and yeah. taking over what's going to be happening in DC at this coming point. I don't fucking know. But like I think they missed their opportunity. Because how hard would it have been in, in the scene right before Barry runs downstairs? Yeah. Like, Barry didn't have to notice it, but the audience could have been shown, like, a yellow streak leaving the house. Yeah. That's all you had that to do. You didn't you have to, to cast anybody. You literally could have just created a blur with the move of a mouse in the editing fucking department, and no one would have blinked an eye. Yeah. And the audience would have went like... That's Zoom. That's and, fucking reverse. Yeah, flash. and that that and that's all you had to show. That's how we also started in the fucking show. Like that's it. That's it. That's all you had to fucking do. And that, that's all I want. Do that. So I just thought it was really weird to not show like the main like here you are Flash movie not doing his fucking like you show his origins through another Barry because yeah. he finally meets you know his doppelganger. Then we find out the whole big fuck right. So let's move on from this because it's just pissing me off the more I think about it. Yeah. So we find out that. Barry exists, but this is different Barry. This is, uh, so... Got to live his life with his mom, Barry. Right, and so things have changed, but not the way our Barry Allen thought they were going to change. And here we enter the Splinter Effect. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and point this out. The other Barry that he ends up seeing that he collaborates with, the one that you see in the trailer with the Batman suit... Okay, I'm gonna go and say, it. dude, he's a fucking stoner. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's a stoner. He looked like, yeah, he sounded like Shaggy from fucking Scooby Doo. Yeah, so, it's like um, think of Ezra Miller as the serious Flash one, and yeah. then he's playing with Ezra Miller from that Perks of Being a Wallflower character. Right. So after they meet up, we're gonna try to like fast forward through because there's a couple scenes I just want to touch on, and then yeah. we'll let you watch the whole movie for yourself. When I did say spoilers, I meant just like specific things that I'm nitpicking out. Still yeah. to watch the whole movie. The good parts so of the movie. The, the awesome part is, and you can see this on the trailer, is we get Keaton back as Batman. And let me tell you, when he hit the screen, what were you feeling? When he does what? When he hit the screen, what were you feeling? Oh, dude, just. I'm not talking about the first time we see him. Let's talk about when he walks back out as Batman. Oh, you're talking about Ben Affleck? No. I'm talking about Keaton. Oh, Keaton. Sorry. Uh, can't hear right now. <laughs> but, uh, um, honestly, I didn't think they were going to reintroduce him like that. I'm glad they did. Like, nobody loves, like, hobo-looking ninja Batman more than I do. But it was a good way because it showed off his skills no matter how old he is. He's kicking the shit out of normal Barry because he lost his powers. And then the 18-year-old Barry just dodging everything. Like, why is this such a fucking problem? Yeah, but it was so cool to see him. I was like, oh, "Okay, I didn't expect him to introduce him like this." And then seeing Wayne Manor, 
the Batcave, like all the nostalgia of that movie came back to me. I was like, oh, holy shit, this is why I came to see this movie. Yeah, I definitely like started getting like, you know, little tingles and goosebumps when yeah. I saw that. When he shows up, and uh, I love how everybody would like too. When you see like Barry's roommates and stuff, yeah, they're all like, "No, you know, like Batman's real, but like, who the hell are these other people?" Yeah, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> and then you find out that like Batman was like pretty much no longer needed. Like he had done his job. So in this universe, before Zod invades, everything was like kind of perfect. Like everything was fine. There wasn't really like any drama to yeah. the point where Batman retired as Batman and there wasn't really thing. I love the little nods to like the Batcave, like them showing the Batmobile. I think I got like you, I saw you get so fucking hyped for that. Yeah. It sucks because I mean, he didn't drive it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that part. And but, then, um, hold on, I do want to point out one thing. Uh, <sighs> when they're talking like how he's giving everybody in-depth history on Zod. Yeah. How fucking cool was it that they called back to Man of Steel and it shows it from the Flash point of view that he tried to help but oh, it was his first yeah, failure yeah, like yeah. how fucking emotional and dam- emotionally damaging that was for him because yeah. he literally had a kid relive his worst nightmare where the kid lost his parent right in front of him right and like who's to say that that's not you know Don yeah okay we're doing the red stream <laughs> the conspiracy theory <laughs> like but, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's like yeah oh well you couldn't save my father so i took away your mother yeah but it, like, sh- it, it showed because it, like oh my god does it work yeah it, it <laughs> like, could. i just uh, I, mean, I don't i don't know we I didn't fix we didn't fix the dcu i can oh, tell you that now i don't know <laughs> but like i could see like that kid like he's like oh you know you could grows up to be resenting yeah definitely definitely could resent superheroes because like he lost his father and it, it wasn't like it because the way the kid could take it and the way i saw it, it, it is like he, barry could have tried yeah a little bit harder and didn't and he he, he did save the kid in in that reality, it was literally almost like like if I was the parent in that situation, I would have done what uh, Car- uh what um Thomas Kent did, and I would have yeah. just been like, you know, the whole stop, oh, and then okay. let the the Wait, you stupid mean John- Jonathan Kent. No, I would have done that because I like don't reveal yourself, like don't do it. Uh, stupid fucking scene by the way the only scene i fucking hate in superman by the way in man of steel it's fucking dad, retarded that his dad didn't want to be saved yes it's yeah. fucking stupid because superman can run at the speed of light he could have saved his father and no one would even have known he was missing yeah like it's fucking retarded it's the dumbest scene that makes no fucking sense in that film yeah i don't want to talk about it. But anyway <laughs> like so the reason that part got to me because like it shows in these superhero movies it's not always glorious like you think it is like yeah they fail sometimes i mean in man of steel they show that billions of people died and shit but the flash right there goes to show you that they don't always hit this on the mark they right they and fuck so up. we're gonna skip forward here because i do want people to go see this film it is good yeah it, it's hard for me to say go see it and push it onto you because like people may have their doubts about like wanting to pay i have a friend of mine he doesn't want to pay to anything to, to do with Ezra Miller. And I can get that. I There's going to be people behind that, and that's fine. Without a doubt. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this, people. Because you hate one person, multiple people put their time and their effort into this film. For one, for you to not support it because you don't like one person, like doesn't mean that I didn't, I, I didn't go to support Ezra Miller. He made his bad choices 
whatever. I let that go. I went to go support everybody else that had to do something with this film. I went to yeah. support Ben Affleck. I went to support Michael Keaton. Um, I just want to pull this up real quick. Give me a second here. Sasha Kaya. Thank you, because I didn't know. Who I, I would, I would uh, with pretty much name. anybody else around in that in that circle. Okay, because that's why you should go see this. So we're gonna move ahead. But when they do introduce her, yeah, holy shit! Like I got Superman Red Sun vibes, right? Like right away, because like if you haven't ever read Superman Red Sun, go do it. It's a great book. Pick it, pick it up. You can get it in trade paperback. The end of that book fucks with you. It, it does, so, and it's and it's a really great story. The artwork is really good. It's that really edgy, um, God, what do I want to say? Like, it, it's just really edgy, and, and you'll like it. It looks like a Russian flyer, right? Yeah, but it's a really During good story, War. and it's about Superman if he was, like, if If Russia he had, had landed in Russia instead of the United States. Right, and so it's really interesting how they went with that aspect, but they still took the aspect of to, like, oh, well, remember in Flashpoint, you know, yeah, Superman did land here, yeah, they, and we they, locked him away, but yeah. it was the Americans who locked him away. Yeah. In this one, it was the Russians, and the Russians lock her away. When she gets out, she's all malnourished. She's because they're keeping it. I love how like they showed the inside of it. There was yeah. a red sun, like simulates the the yeah. abilities of a red sun. I but saw, they didn't say it. Yeah, and I also saw a hint of green for a minute. I thought like, did they get a hand on kryptonite? That's what I was kind of confused on that part. Like I didn't know that. But also too, whoever designed her prison and put a drain at the bottom of that, yeah, that you could escape through was. The, could, I guess for the, for the movie? Yeah, it's like how <laughs> Gotham City has all those vents and shit. It's like, okay, but, like, one of the things I was disappointed about the prison, I was hoping to see the giant S, like how you see it in the comics, like the symbol of uh, Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, I was disappointed you didn't see it on the prison. I thought that would have been a nice touch. I think they didn't do that as a... Like as part of uh, yeah. like not one like if you did break in yeah oh what's in there don't worry about it we're here to steal something else so wow. like you know not to bring too much attention to it. what's really funny though is she has the suit <laughs> yeah they she had the suit with her they're but like she's fucking malnourished like what yeah like did that I mean I well get... why did they have the suit in there if she's never put it on they just kept her in there and locked her away like I don't understand maybe the suit because. She was a teenager the whole time, right? Like, the I age believe, she is now that... I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the suit was sent with her and that it was part of her. They just threw it in there because... They just throw it in there and she's just like, oh, I'm just going to wear these fucking rags that I have on all the yeah. time. But, okay, um, fair enough. Can, can I go ahead and describe Sasha Kaya's acting? Like, <laughs> dude, she was fucking phenomenal. I got Man of Steel vibes, like how that movie was straight up mostly serious. But... The sheer emotion she shows for only having a little bit of screen time. Like, the minute that she confronted Zod in the final battle, and she's screaming to him, like, what happened to Kal-El? Oh, okay. The minute he said the infant did not... Because they yeah. in, they intercepted Kal-El's... Right, right. Yeah, they intercepted Kal-El's rocket ship, and supposedly with the timeline and all that split into this reality, Superman was not the chosen one. It was Kara. Well, whatever, yeah, whatever data they needed, it was in her. Yeah, it was in her, but uh, they intercepted Superman's rocket, and they experimented on him, but he did not survive the process, so when she found out, dude, the minute her eyes glowed, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's dead. Right, and and I, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. This is funny, because, like, if you go read 
I believe we got like the time paradox version of like where Batgirl and Supergirl team up, where like ba- Batman never existed, and Superman never existed, and so Kara and Barbara become like. Um, what do they call when uh, America's finest? World's finest. Thank yeah. you. I was going to be like, what do they call them when they team up? Yeah. When they when they become world's finest, and it's actually in the uh, the Batman Superman run back in two thousand. I want to say like from like two thousand and oh God, I want to say two thousand and three to like two thousand and six around that time. That yeah. was that time period. They did a really good arc where they go back and they travel through the team, and they're like, "Who are you guys?" And then they they show up. And that's where you get that version, and that's where they got that. I think that's where they got that design for Kara, yeah. because we all know what Supergirl really looks like—the blonde hair, you know. Yeah, which but, I never understood then in the comics. Like, why does Superman have black hair and then Kara had? Because blonde. they're cousins; they're not related. Yeah. Well, or I mean, they're cousins, but they're not from the same parents. So, like, yeah. I mean, I just figured, you know, yeah. how hair color just <laughs> tends to go. But in that, in that, that's where they took that design, and I love that they went with that design because yeah. uh, what was her name again? Sasha Kaya. Thank you. She did. A, I think she did do a really good job. Yeah. Uh, what really sucks is like the news coming out of everything that like Michael Shannon, on the other hand, who plays Zod, yeah. was like, "This is. I don't know why I fucking did this. I don't know if you heard about that news. I he heard came out. He came out and literally was like, I shouldn't have done this. I should have just let bygones be fucking bygones. Like I should have just let Man of Steel be Man of Steel, and that's it. I shouldn't have came back for this. Yeah. He pretty much came out in a statement saying like, I don't know why I did this fucking movie. Like, which is sad when you think about it, because like, how bad was it? Like, and and that is like not even him ripping on Ezra Miller. That I, is literally I, just him ripping on the movie. He's oh, like, okay. I don't, and I could see it too, because it's like, well, maybe what, it was just what? mostly focused on Ezra Miller. Like, why did I do this for this guy? You know, maybe, but I didn't read the whole article because I don't really read pop up articles like that. But yeah. if that's anything true, I mean, like, that, I just want to say the reason I bring it up is because like I could see why you would do that because like there was no reason. To bring that in there, except for like, so Zod wins in this universe because yeah. let's m- let remind you people it's a fractured universe. So Zod wins, and then he just takes his ball and goes home and creates new Krypton. So it's just really weird because like it just didn't make any sense. I don't think you needed to really bring Zod back as part of that villain. Yeah. I think you could have went somewhere else with it, and I think shoehorning in some of the Man of Steel stuff was just weird. Yeah, and but I do like that little bit of touch that okay. So after all that goes, and they find out that they can keep going back in time, the Newberry. Yeah, I like oh, how are we getting into this. Yeah, We're like, into like how he keeps fucking going back and back and back. Like he's trying to correct the mistake, but it's like I feel like it was a nod to that conversation and what if that this is a fixed point in time, it, and that's what it was. Yeah, that mm-hmm. no matter what, like how the original Barry even stated. This is supposed to happen. Batman right. and Kara are supposed to die in this universe. Yeah, at this, this point, because like everything at this point was new, so it's like they're beyond the fixed point. So everything yeah. that happens, but like they cannot reset it. And like I was telling you, they have to die. It's the inevitable. So even though when they go back the second time, Kara still dies. Supergirl, Supergirl still dies. Yeah, Batman survives the first impact, but then dies, dies in the fight. Yeah, still dies. I think it was a nice nod to Michael Keaton showing that he, one. Like, let's not let's talk about Michael Keaton for a second. One, yeah. he still had it. It was really good. Even better. It, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't him obviously doing this fight scene, but that's my man. Like he but, could. Like, they had the people to fill in that greatness right. with the action. And if you had to do it, like, Batman still had it. That's what it, they wanted to show. And then they gave Michael Keaton 
his uh, I, uh, the Batman Beyond episode um, prologue from yeah. Justice League. They gave him his farewell. They were like, "This is where your story ends. This is where Michael Keaton's Batman ends. Is yeah. here. It's done. There's no more. It's over. Um, there's no Neil Gotham. There's no Terry. It's over." Yeah, and they kill him here, and he's willing for that. Like he comes back when he, in the first scene, he sacrifices himself to take down the big ship. Cool, like, and that's the end of Batman. That's the end of Michael Keaton's Batman, and that's okay because that's the end of that universe. So it's okay. Yeah, I liked it. It gave Keaton a way out of like being in that shadow of like I'm always Batman. Whereas now he's like, no, this Batman is gone. This Batman's. Main point, even if they were to reset everything like Barry said, yeah, that Batman's main point is to live in retirement because there's no crime in Gotham. And Zod never invades. And if Zod did invade, everybody dies anyway and there's nothing he could have done to stop it. Yeah, like that gave him full closure on his character. It's like how, like yes. how Dark Knight's Batman got his closure in the yeah. trilogy. So I really enjoyed that that was the ending of that. Right. And it's a great swan song. I'm going to let you bring up this next part because you were flipping out more than I was about the Easter egg. So normally when we do our at the movie shows, we only do it about 30 minutes. Yeah. But this this is a special occasion because it takes place with time paradoxes. And this is where we get into rambling about other bullshit. So hold on to your butts. Go for it. Because when we get the time paradox thing, the fucking single most awesome fucking scene I have ever seen in a DC film. Is they go through all of the worlds kind of like starting to combine in each other. So we take the multiverse and then we multiply it and then we multiply it again and then we multiply it. Just like if you guys ever want to see it, go see Crisis on Two Earths. If you have HBO Max, go watch or Max now. Go watch it. It's on there. Crisis on, on Two Earths, Justice League. Go watch that. You'll see what I'm talking about. But holy shit. This was awesome. So not only do we start panning through, like, as we find out that Barry is evil Barry. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the one that... I put, called it, though. You, you did. Yeah, and and I'm like, it. oh, wait, that's who it is. Because at first we're trying to figure out, was that Thawne? And then we were like, is that the Death Racer? You know? And it pretty we, much became, like, his own version of Death Right. Racer. And we couldn't, like, really figure it out. And, like, what this one had been doing was he had to put, flat, like, Barry on this timeline in order to Thick. cause the events, in order so he could fix the events because apparently he has like a huge crush on Kara and he didn't want Kara and Bruce to die in his timeline because remember he wasn't trying to fix his timeline because his mom died he's trying to fix his timeline because now his friends had died yeah in Zod and if Zod wins his whole planet gets destroyed so he's trying to fix that so this Barry has been sitting in the speed force constantly trying to find a way to do that and as he does this we start seeing like the world's Different universes, different splinters, like, starting to fade into each other. And this is where DC, you fucking, you bastards, by being able to dig in their archive footage, not only do we see... I'm going to start with the lowest one that probably no one cared about the most. I'm going to start with that one. We see uh, Bart Allen running as the Flash. That's the... The Flash with the helmet. Oh, I thought that was Jay Garrett. Oh, uh, Jay Garrett. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bart yeah, yeah. Allen Bart is Allen's the guy that older. played in Smallville. Yeah. That's the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we see, we see, we see that. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, that was okay. Uh, then you, you fucking got me when you show, uh, Christopher Reeve. Dude, that was And then so you show George nice. Reeves. I was like, oh, fuck. And like, so what's, what it's telling you is these universes are still going. 
Their stories are still going. Their stories are still going. They're not being shown. So their stories are still going. Then they showed Christopher Reeve. Then they and they show him him, and he starts looking at like what I can only assume is they all see this rip in the multiverse. Yeah, and they're looking at it like how do we like what do we do here? And if they don't see it, then whatever, it's fine. It's just a nice little montage. But then what we see is like, hold on, I gotta bring up her name. So give me two seconds here. Yeah, then uh, uh, they even went as far as like, who shows up next to Christopher Reeves. That's like she played one Supergirl. of the originals. She played Supergirl yeah. in, the, in, the, in the original Supergirl movie. It would have been uh, cool to see Melissa Benoit, though. Yeah, would have. That would have been better. That's the only thing. So I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, like, I got tears seeing Christopher Reeve because I think it's just so cool to see that as, like, because that was something that was in there for the older generation. And yeah. this is like Christopher Reeve was Superman before I knew what comic books were and Superman was. I don't get me wrong, I watched the old films, but you can't like nowadays if I was to show like Crystal or I show Logan, my son that, he's yeah. gonna look at this and be like, Dad, this is fucking boring <laughs> and how did you like this cheesy campy shit? I mean like Lex Luthor for fucking Christ's sake is played by Gene Gene Hackman. Yeah. And he does a good job, but it's like that campy... He's like a campy version of Lex Luthor. And I think everybody just loves, you know, Justice League Lex Luthor now. Yeah. And they even went as far as, like, the black and white Batman. Like, the old, old one. That old movie and shit. Well, they showed... That was supposed to be... Um, that was still Adam West. Yeah. So, we get this archive footage. And I, I, I jumped to the Christopher Reeve scene because that just that's the one I knew. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't watch the George Reeves stuff. He was a lot of But Christopher Reeves Superman. was the first Superman. Like, uh, my friend George will always put it this way. When he saw the trailer for the thing, he uh, the trailer for the original Superman, the, the tagline for it was, When you see this movie, you will believe a man can fly. Yeah. It's, it just hits different, okay? So I got really emotional in that scene. I was like, oh my god. Then they fucking topped it. <laughs> I lost my shit. I don't think there's anyone that can say that they didn't top it. Aside from, like, Across the Spider-Verse, which did an equally fucking cool thing when they were showing, like, the death of Ben. Yeah. This was equally as good, except they did it, like, live action. <laughs> they showed the fucking Nicolas Cage. Nicolas fucking Cage Superman movie. Dude, fighting the giant spider. <laughs> fighting, uh, and, and thank you, Chris, for pointing this out. The Thanagarian beast is what they called it, and it's a looks like it's a spider that looks like a scorpion that's from Thanagar. Pick up what I'm laying down there. Yeah. Now, if you don't know about this, Nicolas Cage was tapped to be in a Superman movie. This is, uh, I believe, before or after Christopher Reeves. They were going to do a reboot of Superman. They tapped uh, Nicolas Cage to, to star in it, but they tapped somebody else to write it. One of your favorite people. Kevin fucking Smith. And Kevin Smith, I will say this, guys. Go watch. If you can even watch it on YouTube. I don't know if the clip's up there. It might take it down. I'm I'll not too sure. But go check it out. It's An Evening with Kevin Smith. Part one, because there's two two movies, yeah. two evenings with Kevin Smith. Hell, I think there's three. I'm not too sure. But in the first one, the first evening with Kevin Smith, he's at a he just does like it's almost like a stand up, but it's him at a college like just talking to kids, yeah. and he's just like hey, talking about his career. In this conversation, he goes, "Yeah, Warner Brothers came out to me and tapped me for a script. 
a while back. Yeah. They tap me for the script. They hand me the fucking name of the script, and they go, we want you to write Superman. Now, as a comic book fan, Kevin Smith's like, fuck, I want to do this. Let's fucking go, right? So yeah. he sits down over a weekend, or however fucking long, I can't remember, go watch the story for yourselves, and he pans out this whole fucking script, and he hands it to the Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers executives take a look at it, and they're like, this is fucking awesome. You're a true fan, so let's get the ball rolling on this, but we have one fucking thing. We want Superman to fight a giant spider. And so Kevin Smith's like, <laughs> okay, like just randomly, like, I guess I can have him like on an off-world fucking mission fighting a giant spider. Okay, so he writes the Thanagarian Beast. Yeah. Right? Then, <laughs> and to further make it funnier, is he talks about like, oh, we want you to show the Fortress of Solitude. We noticed you didn't do that. Okay, so I'll, I'll do that. And then when he's in there, we want him to fight polar bears. And like Kevin Smith's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, but he finishes the script, so it's actually too. You can go online and read the script. So if you have time, go do that as well. But yeah. later on, we would find out, and there's a Superman documentary out. You can watch it. I believe it's on HBO. Um, if you go and watch it, you can find out that like Nicholas Cage was supposed to be Superman, and they did like the whole suit fitting, and that's when you see him in the suit. But when they pan over and they show Nicholas Cage fighting the fucking spider, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> like, the minute when he broke off of the webs and I saw the long hair, I was like, they did not just put him in here. Then he turned around, you see... And you see fully CGI'd fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Which, by the way, everybody stop bitching about the CGI. Like, <laughs> okay. I, under- I understand they didn't want it, but it, it wasn't so much like the CGI was the character. It's like the mechanism to represent the speed force and all that. Right. And, and I think when we were talking to Chris about it and he put it that way too, it's yeah. like, I, I think, I think fine. Sure. Whatever. I could see the point though. There were a few of the parts where I'm like, wow, that's really bad. That's like, like CW the babies, bad. The babies. Like yeah. I was on edge when he was saving the babies. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? How's he going to do this? And then he did it, but when I saw the CGI baby, I was like, they could have just used a real baby or something. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, but and that, uh, that scene alone, dude, with showing, like, Nicolas Cage threw me for a loop, and I think it was just it was just awesome to see, like, all of that come together, and then we know that these different universes are still part of their own universes out there. Yeah. Let's get into the final topic here, and what do you think as far as, like... The way I think of it is this is DC's get out of jail free card. Everything reset. Yes. I'm um, I mean technically the Snyderverse is still there. Well, they're all still there. Uh yeah. it was reset, but we all know that Blue Beetle is going to kick off James Gunn's, you know, DC Universe expansion whatever. It was a little it was a nice little ending. It sucks because we all want the Snyderverse to exist still. Like I do because I want to see that apocalypse war shit at the end of Justice League. And as much as it fucking pains me to say this because I am utterly disgusted by him, I hate that Ezra Miller made me feel something during the emotional moments. Like when he was hugging his mom goodbye, I was like, you're a piece of shit human, but fuck, this is a good scene. He's an actor. He's supposed to do that. So Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not going to lie. He made me laugh in the movie because like when he loses his speed and he he went in a circle. <laughs> I was cracking up because it's yeah. like he was making fun of the fact that he knows his original run just looks fucking stupid. Well, I, I still didn't like the run in this. Yeah. I didn't I don't like the stupid poses that he does before he takes off. Yeah. I just think 
it's fucking stupid. I mean, and not the eating. running itself was better, but the hand gestures to it, yeah, that was fucking. I just, stupid. I, I just think it's freaking dumb. But the, him yeah. making fun of it, and like when he's doing like, that scene, was that that just had me laughing. I yeah. thought I was gonna get kicked out for laughing so. But hard. as far as this, it's one of those crucial hard moments. I'm separating the art from the artist. I hate the artist. Yeah, I don't. That's fine. Like Grant Gustin will be always be my oh, Flash, right? But. This Barry Allen was the. Uh, this Barry Allen was good. I okay. can't deny. Speaking it. of, that's the only other thing I didn't like when they were showing all the other universes. Why didn't I really CW wanted verse? To, like? Why not bring in the CW verse? It's like, did you guys not learn any fucking thing from Marvel and everybody wanting the Agents of Shield to show up in the fucking cinematic universe and then never showing up? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Come on, people. And Give a nod to the fucking guys that are keeping your shows alive, like fucking Stephen Emil and Grant Gustin, who are busting their ass, who busted their asses, and created something fucking special. Because whether you like it or not, Arrow was amazing. Yeah. Flash was amazing. These guys deserve, like, just because they're on TV doesn't mean they're not big fucking yeah. studio okay. actors, man. Because them being it's silver, yeah, some them being silver screen actors, I get it, but they I deserve don't. it. Like, they... Because people want to separate, you know, TV from movies. Right. Like, television is just as good as movies now. And Grant Gustin is fucking amazing. Melissa Benoit, fucking amazing as Supergirl. Why didn't they bring her? Like, they didn't even have to create her. She already exists. <laughs> bring her in. She yeah. loved that role. Yeah. So it's just fucking stupid. I, I don't know why they did things. But Flash was a good movie. It sounds like I'm ripping on it a lot. Um, I am actually honest. not going to talk about the final, final scene. Not the scene. Don't stay to the end credits. By the way, it's not worth it. That was pointless. Yeah, it was fucking pointless. <laughs> All, like I explained to my my roommate when I got home, I explained to him, I said, hey, um, the ending of Flash, I go, you know what? That felt like shoehorned. Like they were just there to remind me Aquaman 2 is still happening. That's all it was. Oh, we forgot one thing. No, don't say it. I don't want to say that part. We're saving that for people to go watch the movie. I'm not going to say who shows up. The surprise actor. Yeah, I'm okay. not going to say okay, it. Okay. We're not going to say it on this podcast. We could. We should. Because we spoiled most of the movie for you already. Yeah. But I'm not. Because I think that was just fucking hilarious. I'm going to let you put it together. However, I will say, let's talk about the hidden secret second ending. Where when Bruce shows up at the end of the Flash after Barry's dad gets acquitted at a trial, yeah. like they're like all charges are dropped. Barry's dad's coming home because he does. He after the emotional goodbye with the mom, he does decide I need to do the right thing, and he puts the tomato cans back there. Then he looks up at the camera, and then it cuts to the court scene. Well, it cuts to him showing back up in his apartment. Yeah. Then the court scene, and we know what he did. We know what he did. He put the tomatoes. He put the tomatoes on the top, so his dad had to look up, and to then they see can the be. camera. But you change shit again, and it looked like it was going to be like, oh well, it's not a major change, so it doesn't change anything because it still doesn't prevent his dad from getting home. But it changes things. The only thing I know about time travel: the smallest little tap creates ripples, the ripple effect. Yeah. And moving the tomatoes. And he did it again. Yeah. So <laughs> he didn't, he it, didn't it, learn his fucking lesson from the movie. It's the literal, like, fucking whole thing from the TV show. Yeah. Because that's the one thing I hated about the Flash TV show. It's like, I can go back in time and change this. Stop doing that. Please. God damn it. And how, how much was it that... <laughs> it doesn't work. I did like the fact that they used spaghetti to uh, to, <laughs> to describe the timeline. Like, in the Flash show, they did a teacup. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you break it, you mend it back together, but that crack is still there. And they use spaghetti, hot mess, and yeah. then the 
younger Ezra Miller just eats the fucking spaghetti. Right. So it's it's just re- it's just really funny. Oh, uh, but I'm not bashing on the movie, and I'm not going to give away. But the secret second ending was the entire Justice League coming together after Barry's dad gets out of jail. Yeah. The only difference is it does show Henry Cavill as Superman, but then landing next to him is Supergirl. Bruce Wayne is also changed. I'm not going to say who. It's supposed to be Michael Keaton. Like, and that's where everything starts. You start to realize, like, I fucked up. Again. <laughs> but, like, when the Justice League shows up, I had an epiphany. I had a thought. How cool would it have been if, like, when they when he's like, okay, so what? We're the Justice League? And they just look at him and they go, like, no, we're the Justice Society. And then they fly away or they run away or they do whatever they do. Yeah. And then it just cuts to, like, Ezra Miller, like, the what? And then ends. And it would have been a, it would have been a nice tie because if you saw Shazam two, they're like the Justice League or something like that, right? Society as like they're playing the word like they could have, yeah. The 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 opportunity was there, but think, we also know there's right. no point. So there is so the ending they went with is funny and it does show how Barry still kind of screwed up the timeline. Yeah. I'm not going to give away who that special actor was. You can find it online for yourself, but I would say just go watch the film and enjoy it. All in all, I give the movie. A seven out of ten, yeah. Like it's a solid B plus. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a solid like it's a four out of five. If I had to give it, I'm not going to give it perfect stars because it's, it's not no, great. It, like, don't get us wrong, it's no Spider Verse, <laughs> but it's not <laughs> I bad. Love, dude, <laughs> I'm almost like when we started recording right now, I was like, can we just talk about more Spider Verse? Yeah. <laughs> like we're not as excited about this one like we were for Spider Verse. I was excited for it. I was yeah. excited to see you know Michael Keaton back. That was yeah. about the fuck it. But after after seeing the movie, I'm like, okay, it wasn't actually that bad. So I do recommend that you go see it and you sit through it and we enjoy it. But like I said, this is now DC's get out of jail free card. We fucked up. We need to recast people. That's simple. And we need to stay on the same fucking story. Like, God damn, do they? They need to figure out what they're doing. But that's going to wrap it for us, guys, because that was supposed to be about 30 minutes. We went about 20 over. There was just so much to break down. Though. Anyway. <laughs> the, the multiverse thing. But I do recommend that you guys go take a look at a couple things. So if you are interested, I'm going to lay down some books here real quick. Go read Flashpoint. Go read Beyond Flashpoint. That's really good, too. And, two, go watch uh, Evening with Kevin Smith. And you can also, if you look online, you can go find the script for the original Superman movie starring what was supposed to be starring Nicolas Cage. And you know what? Watch the Flashpoint animated movie. It was good. Flashpoint animated movie on HBO Max. Yeah, you can watch that. And uh, Crisis on Two Earths while you're at it. Yeah. And funny, uh, you can also do Hell to Pay, the suicide movie, because it ties in with Flashpoint. Does it really? Yeah, because that Eobarthon from Flashpoint movie, the cartoon, he's the bad guy in Hell to Pay. Okay, okay. It was pretty good. With that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, MJ, where can they find us? Okay, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ComUnchained. And you can well, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. We got Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play. We're on we're, Apple. We're on Apple now. Yeah, I know. We're in the big leagues now. <laughs> but anyway, Serge, want to take it away? Yeah. So as always, guys, keep on watching.